0: Good morning, Steady Trade Treats listeners. We are back for Monday's edition of your favorite treats of the week. Um, as you know, I'm Bryce Toohey, joined by Matthew Monaco, and we're talking about penny stocks and the overall market condition of these stocks. And guys, we're not gonna lie to you; it's slowing down a little bit. Um, I actually I left early this past Friday. Just I didn't see a whole lot I liked, and you know, it's better to better to not make any money than to lose money. And I know I'll lose money in the slow market, but. Um, so we really, right now we have two stocks we want to talk about, uh, that we saw moving on Friday that we think could have some potential for Monday. And again, remember this is not investment advice only for informational educational purposes. First stock we're going to talk about, and it's one we talked about on Friday's episode was RLFTF relief therapeutics holding. The reason I think this, and Matt and I were talking about, this is a good one to talk about is because it had that red day, but it really wasn't a red day. Like it didn't, that wasn't there. There was no true panic. There's really no new news on this yet, but if they put out another PR here, or maybe even if they don't, I don't know, this, this could this could fly. So again, RLFTF, the, the whole the news that started this all off was that the FDA granted an inhaled use for their RLF100, which is aviptidol. I'm gonna, pre- that's gonna be the word for it. That's gonna be what we call it here. Uh, to treat patients with moderate and severe COVID-19 aiming to prevent progression to respiratory failure. Again, phase one has not started of this testing yet. It was just simply news that the FDA has allowed them to start these phases. So it's an investigational drug, no results for the company. And this is this is up a ton. It started its run at well. it opened up at five five cents a share a high of on Thursday of ninety five cents a share, and it did dip down into the the mid fifty cents a share area, but closed. I think it closed above sixty. So there was there was just no real panic. But Matt, you know these better than me. Did that kind of hit any panic criteria you were looking for? No, I tried
1: to trade it Friday a couple times, and it was definitely a little tricky. Because uh, like you were saying, there was no true panic. And what we see on OTC stocks, especially when they're like their run is over is you get a huge like 20, 30, 50% plus panic in a very short period of time, like 20, 30 minutes tops. Um, Sometimes they're even faster if you look at some. Previously, like DECN, that was like in like five minutes, it panicked like 50%. So I'm not convinced it's over. Uh, If there is a panic Monday morning, I will look to play it and that'll be a pretty good signal that this play is done. But it kind of just held up. Like it was down... Twenty percent. I mean, that seems like a high percent for a stock, but you got to remember these are very volatile movers. So 20% isn't that big of a deal. It didn't kill the run. And yeah, if there's another PR or if they just hold it up for a couple of days, they, as in, I don't know, if this is a pump or the market makers, whoever you want they to be, uh, it could definitely squeeze out some shorts. Shorts are definitely interested in this now because it's basically got to a dollar. Shorts, like you don't want to short a 10 cent stock. It's not worth your time. Commissions are too high, but once it gets above 50 cents towards the dollar area, shorts definitely get interested because there's some meat on the bone. And I mean, it was down 20% still. So if you shorted this near the high, like you're up pretty good. Um, Should have locked in those gains, but definitely wanted to watch throughout the week, even if it does panic, because you know what goes up goes down um, and say it's red for two or three days in a row, it's probably going to have a good 50% plus bounce day. Uh, at some point this week, if it's over, or it could go to new highs. Um, definitely one I'm watching throughout the week.
0: And what I think was interesting about this is whenever I see, whenever you see a panic, or not whenever, but most of the times you see a panic, you don't see the stock go back up to essentially high a day. Which I mean, it went from low of fifty-four cents back up just about to eighty cents. There's still there's still buyers interested in this, in my opinion. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't really know OTCs all that well in terms of how to play them, but you know I've seen enough. Enough panics here, and this there's potential in it still. And like Matt said, maybe just panics right out of the gates on Monday. That'd be pretty cool too. Um, anyways, so for our next stock, we are going to be talking about CNDT. Uh, this was one of the very few listed runners of the week that had news. Anyways, um, it's Conduent Incorporated. There was no really fluffy PR on this, which is why it was a little bit interesting to me. Um, the stock gapped up from Thursday. It traded around like two twenties per share gapped up into the threes, high threes and hit a high of four sixty-five. So it wasn't a crazy stupid mover by any means, but still a solid gap up. And what I think is really interesting about this company is that they had the legitimate news. They were an earnings winner. Um, They posted a surprise profit with an EPS of 12 cents a share, which was 17 cents a share above the consensus. So they're expected to lose on earnings. They actually made money. And so revenue was down on year to year, but they still did over a billion dollars. And it it topped estimates by almost a hundred million dollars. And they said that they expect revenue of almost a billion in quarter three as well. Maybe, maybe that's fluff. I don't know. But to me, that's pretty interesting for a penny stock to have legitimate revenue. But what you do need to know about CNDT is that they are, it is a high float company. This isn't a low float runner by any means. Uh, They have 170 million shares for their float, and it traded about 100, almost 120 million shares on Friday, so it didn't even rotate the float once. That's why this is a little uh, boring, but it's probably not going to be a stupid squeezer by any means. It might be a slower mover, but anyways, what was so interesting about this is that I always see these kind of gap ups. If they're going to fail, they just kind of fade off all day. This held up really well. Uh, My my watch for Monday is going to be see if this thing can start maybe squeezing out any shorts that were in it, I won't be expecting any stupid, crazy moves, but it still could be a nice mover. Matt, what do you think about it?
1: Yeah, Steven Ducks has a pattern very similar to this, and I forget what he calls it, but basically it's when a stock has news, and then it should fail, but ends up holding up throughout the rest of the day, and that's basically what happened here, and they did have very good news. I do struggle, uh, we talked about this before the call, like, Calling this a penny stock, I know by definition like penny stocks are under five dollars a share, and that's what the general public thinks, but the market caps like nine hundred million basically a billion dollar company uh, so it's gonna move slow if you are the type of trader who maybe struggles with penny stocks like these type of stocks are great for you they move slower um you're not going to get like a huge fifty percent drop on you that you will on some low flow um they're more trendy. So although this might move slower, it could still definitely put in a really good move. Earnings, you said with this catalyst, Uh, that's one of the best earnings out there. So yeah, definitely on watch for me Monday, uh, especially if we cap up near that $5 pre-market high that it had after following that earnings call. If you gap up near $5, it's also a good psychological number. Uh, We could see some interesting action, I think tomorrow.
0: I agree. Now that's kind of it for the stocks that we had. Again, Friday was definitely a slower day. Remember guys, it's August first first the weekend that was friday fridays are generally a little slower matt you want to talk to the listeners kind of about expectations for what we should be looking at because i think that's really important right now when we do have a slower market definitely so kyle williams
1: he uh if you're familiar with tim sykes and his challenge he's one of tim's successful challenge students i think he's around four hundred thousand in total profit so you know very consistent trader over the past two three years all right, so his tweet on Friday said, trading really distorts how you view money and how relative to the individual it can get. Made about an average week for the first few months this year and well below average for my trading recent months and somehow I feel disappointed. He followed it up by saying, don't get me wrong, I'm grateful for every dollar, just interesting to see how quickly your expectations can change. What well, once was above average is now below average in only a few months time." But at the end of the day, that is trading, anything can happen much better or much worse. The market can change at any time. And we've been spoiled by this market. You have to accept what comes your ways. So he was saying his week, uh, the first week of August, for him was below average. But that below average was once a good week several months ago. The market's just been so crazy. Um, And yeah, so if we actually see some summer action here in August, it's going to be very important. You adjust your expectations. We don't have a ton of runners on this uh, episode. We only have those two, and none of them are super crazy like the crazy runners we've seen the past couple weeks. So it's important to know when there is a trade, when there's not a trade. Uh, your profits might get smaller. Um, it goes both ways. It might get bigger. There might be more opportunity. I don't know what the market's going to do, but it's important to just keep your expectations in check. And as a trader, you definitely can lose touch with the reality. Uh, you see some funny tweets all the time, like you know I and i do it personally like if i go out to the store and spend 100 bucks like it hurts it sucks but sometimes like a hundred dollar loss like i'll risk a hundred dollars doing something stupid in trading like it just totally is different it's weird how trading distorts your reality but yeah it's important to just keep those expectations in check especially as we make the turn through summer maybe we have a slow month or two so that way when it does pick up into year's end i mean it's an election year uh which we haven't talked about yet but Uh, election years usually bring a ton of volatility you don't know what's going to happen so just keep keep your
0: expectations in check and capitalize on plays when they're there yeah i think it's important too i mean at the end of the day when you should always expect the worst in trading matt we talked about this a long time ago but i mean you always have to go in expecting the worst and just take what the market gives you never expect the market to pay you out it's it's definitely hard to do sometimes especially when we've had this hot of a market but just get ready to adjust. If you've been consistent in this hot market, always kind of expect things to be slow. And when the market gives you a hot play or a few weeks or months of hot plays, embrace it and just be ready for it to get slower. Because again, like Matt said, it will pick back up. It's just a matter of when Waiting's your friend.
1: There you go. Uh, I forget which conference, one of Tim's trading conferences, there's a trader known as LX 21. His real name's Greg. Uh, He's one of the best traders out there. He, you know, stays pretty low key, but he makes tens of millions of dollars trading these. And he said, he goes into the market, he has confidence issues that he will never make more money in the market. Now, this is one of the best traders, you know, currently, he's making, like I said, tens of millions of dollars. And he still doesn't think he can make more money because it's not like, you can have the skill, but at the end of the day, it's what the market gives you. Uh, You can't just go out there and force yourself to make money. The opportunities have to be there. And then only then, if opportunities are there, can you take advantage of them.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. And I mean, like you said, he's one of the best traders that you know we know of, and he still has those 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 maybe not doubts, but like you said, confidence issues. So it's just a part of the game. Kyle's Kyle's tweet hit it really well. To be grateful that you know if you're having a good week, or you know if you're not having the greatest week, look back at your previous trading. Generally, when you start kind of finding that consistency, you look back. And it makes you kind of appreciate now that a slower week might have been a great week for you a year ago. So keep it in perspective, keep everything relative and just embrace it. If a slow market comes for the next month or two or however long, just be ready. Just always stay ready and um, keep practicing. It's a great time to just practice sitting in your hands, avoiding FOMO. And those, that's how you, that's how I've seen other traders make it in the market. So Matt, if we don't have anything else, I think that's all. Anything else you can think of? That's a wrap. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this Monday's edition of Steady Trade Trees. We will be back on Wednesday for some more treats for you. Hopefully, a couple other hot runners. Have a great beginning of the week. And like I said, see you on Wednesday.